The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. According to Freedom of Information figures released to News Talk, the Department of Education has spent more than 104 million euro on the salaries of teachers in private schools last year. In fact, the bill for two schools in Dublin was more than 4 million euro apiece. So should there be any subsidies for private schools? Anna Reardon is the Labour Party spokesperson on education and TD for Dublin Bay North. And we're joined as well by Arthur Godsell, who is former headmaster of St. Andrew's College and co-director of Godsell uh, Education. It's worth pointing out that St. Andrew's, I think, for one year received a teacher payment of four million euro among that cohort of private schools. Aon Arudin, do you believe it is reasonable that the taxpayers' money, and that, never mind taxpayers' money, money that could be given to other citizens' needs around the country is used to fund the teacher salaries in some of the most exclusive educational facilities in Ireland? No, and it needs to change, but it's it's not as simple, unfortunately, as uh, as just taking away the salary because in fee-paying schools what the state doesn't pay for it doesn't pay for an individual capitation payment for each individual pupil it doesn't necessarily pay for the buildings either so the argument has always been in that if we were to draw uh, subsidies from the schools the schools would then come into the free system and therefore we this, the, the state would potentially have to pay more in those capitation payments in paying for the school buildings etc and also when the Labour Party was in government we disproportionately increase the pupil-teacher ratio in fee-paying schools. So it's 19 to 1 in a mainstream school, it's 23 to 1 in a fee-paying school. So what the Minister could easily do uh, it, to, to lessen the burden of this of this subsidy would be to, again, increase the pupil-teacher ratio in fee-paying schools. But not all teachers in fee-paying schools are paid from the exchequer. Some of them are, are paid So they from can chip the, pu- the pupil-teacher ratio back down by directly employing teachers? They, they can, choose. but the, the argument should be, really, why isn't every child in the country able to attend a school such as these fee-paying schools. They they absolutely have more resources. It's patently unfair. Now, if a school wants to run itself on a private basis at private level, at primary level, it does not get any state funding. There are private primary schools in existence, but constitutionally, they're not permitted to get any state funding. So I think we need to move to a situation where over a period of time, uh, that we would lessen the amount of subsidy uh, that we would give to fee-paying schools and then eventually come to a situation where we abolish it because this is Why 1%. would you do it so incrementally? Why would you not wish to because just simply say this shouldn't be, exist on a moral ground? Well, the argument would be is, is, is how does the state would be able to fund if 30 or so schools came immediately into the free system were now all automatically liable for their capitation payment and automatically liable for their for their. Like we found the cash for NAM or we found the cash to pick up yeah, a lot of banks absolutely. we didn't want. Absolutely. So I, I think, I suppose we need a, a level of a process but I think we need to have a vision of having an education system that if you want to pay pay privately for the resources that you feel your child deserves, well then off you go with you, but you're, you're not going to get any state support. What we have to focus on is a 95% of young people and, and children who go to schools that are just in, in uh, subsidised by the state, funded by the state, and have an egalitarian uh, education system. Let me system. bring in Arthur Godsell on this. Arthur, is there any way to justify what, at least at first glance, appears to be a way to simply enshrine intergenerational elitism? Well, the... Uh this argument, as you know, has been around for quite some time. Ian knows that as well. And in fact, Ian has made much of the arguments uh, in favour of the continuation of um, the payment of t- teachers in uh, fee-paying schools. Um, the uh, PwC did a report in 2013 um, that showed that the, the cost to the taxpayer was about twice as much to educate a student 
in a non-fee charging school as opposed to a student educator in a fee charging school. So in a, in a sense, it's, well, it's, it's a similar model to that on, in health. Um, it's a sort of a public-private partnership. It's cheaper for the government to do that. So the financial argument actually doesn't stand up. So you introduced this particular piece by saying that, you know, that money could, could be given to other, other uh, parts of society. Well, actually, it, it doesn't work that way because, um, as Anna said, the uh, the, stu- the the schools that which um, if if the subsidy was removed um, would have to increase fees uh, because that's the only way they'd survive uh, and I would imagine that many of the schools if not all of them would find themselves moving across the public sector so the teachers have to be paid the students have to be educated um, and that is an argument uh, which uh, I suppose supports the concept of a sort of a public private partnership that's in existence at the moment. And can I ask Arthur, if that was to happen, if you look at the parent cohort among those schools, they they do include the very richest of the rich. And if those children then moved into local national schools, their parents' money would follow them. The money that goes into the facilities in the private schools, that goes into um, fundraising for the private schools, that goes into additional money, that goes into fees, that would go to national schools. Well, the what, uh, and also in actual fact, um, many uh, the fee-paying schools and my, many parents in fee-paying schools don't uh, don't fall in that category at all. Certainly, in my experience, that's not the case. Uh, many many parents have a choice to make if they wish to spend uh, repays their taxes, and they've got a choice to make. And in fact, um, in, increasingly, there was there was in many different bursary funds for different. Uh, schools which uh, supported uh, parents who couldn't... Uh, Congos, Gonzaga, Alex, Black Rock, well, I, I don't... Uh I can't speak, of course, on any particular uh, school, but uh, I do know that uh, many, many parents would have forsaken many of the luxuries of life to send their children to fee-paying schools uh, because they believed in what the fee-paying school was doing. They prioritized their education in a particular way, whether that was to do with traditional allegiances or for religious allegiances or for whatever. But they had choices to make. But it's it's difficult to to argue against the philosophy. I understand the philosophy that it doesn't look right uh, for the state to be supporting fee-charging schools. I'm simply pointing out that the financial argument, which is often put forward, uh, doesn't actually stack up. Okay, uh, well, you, well made, you, you made a point uh, there now. Well, hang on for a minute because Aon gave a big sigh there that I wanted him to convert well, to the I, words. I, I just, could, I mean, I appreciate the points that that, that Andrew is making, and we have a lot of. I suppose we're, we we are agreeing on the on the finances of this, so there wouldn't be a simple case of withdrawing the the hundred million, which is one percent of the education budget, because of the of, of the cost implications. However, I do recoil at the suggestion that those who have the means, to, or on some level, feel more strongly about their child's education. I mean, we have any amount of parents up and down the country, and I taught in a school at particular disadvantage where we had any amount of parents who were overcoming severe intergenerational disadvantage in order to facilitate their children to go to school, made sure that they were fed in the morning, made sure they did their homework at night, even if they had literacy difficulties. So this, I, I really recoil against this idea that on some level we, we should congratulate parents who are putting money towards fee-paying education as if they care more. Hold on, let me just finish, let me just finish, because this argument is always made. It's always made. Let's be honest here. What we need to have is a system where it, 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 is, it is irrespective of the income of your family as to the standard of the school you go to. And the state is going to fund schools that facilitates people of a certain income bracket to attend them. Well, then that's patently unfair. Okay, well, believe, I do need to let Arthur respond. If you believe in living in a republic, okay, we, we have, your have point an education there. system Arthur, that reflects that. do you that. want to respond? Yeah, that, that's actually not what I said. I, I, I never said anything of the sort. What I said is, 
parents in fee-paying schools uh, will often um, uh, remove certain things from their lifestyle so that they can send their children to fee-paying yeah. for reasons, for different reasons, for reasons in relation to uh, cultural reasons, religious reasons, uh, and so on. I'm not, not, not for one moment suggesting there's any difference in terms of the, uh, the feelings of Okay, and, and, and what way on the broader point, Arthur, that if we want to live in a republic, there should be equality in terms of access to education and that the private schools are clearly inimical yeah, well, to that? Well, the, the, the equality in education is, is uh, absolutely um, a bedrock of what um, education should be. In our constitution, the parents are given the right of the, of the primary educators. And with that right, uh, they are allowed to make choices for schools. Uh, these particular schools and schools in, in the state go back to the free education in 1968. It's a historical situation. And I, th- I just find it um, uh, particularly galling that every time this comes up, uh, that the fee-paying schools are the ones that are hit because of, uh, you know, in, in terms of funding for education. Well, it- funding for education should funding for education um, should be universal. If there was funding for education, as there is in Scandinavia and other European countries, there wouldn't be any fee. Indeed. Well, just to give you a, a sense the, of the, some of the reaction we're getting, Arthur Tech saying, "Are you also going to prevent parents fundraising privately, which gives schools other advantages?" What bloody free system in schools? Says another. My daughter started in secondary last year in a quote public school, and it has cost me two thousand euros mm-hmm. so far, and a lot of other people along those lines. I suspect this is a debate we will be returning to anon. Anna Reardon, Labour Party spokesperson on education. Thank you very much, and Arthur Godsell, former headmaster of St Andrews College and co-director of Godsell Education. Thank you very much as well. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.